Welcome to Co-Creation Station with Colin and Stephanie, a podcast about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, and how to enjoy this strange and miraculous journey we call life. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now here are your hosts, Colin and Stephanie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Co-Creation Station, the podcast where we talk about spiritual magic, the law of attraction, the mind-body-spirit connection, and how to best enjoy this mystical, miraculous, mysterious, crazy, sometimes confounding, but always incredible journey we call life. My name is Colin. I'm a musician, teacher, and tarot oracle card reader. I love you, Colin. That was great. (laughs) (laughs) He just kind of segued away from our friend Tom. He's just like, we're hitting record right now. (laughs) Um, My name is Stephanie, and I'm a transformational life coach, and I help people shift away from negative thinking, and lots of awesome stuff happens from there. And uh, I forgot to mention, I'm, I'm based in North Hollywood, California, in the Los Angeles area, and you are? In San Diego, California. Beautiful. San Diego, California. Um, Every week here on Co-Creation Station, we uh, start our conversation from a different jumping off point. And the jumping off point that you wanted to bring up, Stephanie, uh, to start us off this week is sort of a few more of the terms that Abraham uh, uses in her workshops and uh, books and tapes and things like that. Not tapes. I guess nobody has tapes anymore. CDs? DVDs? CDs and DVDs, yes. Did you know, by the way, did you know that kids don't do this anymore? What do they do? Really? Yeah. No, that's the first. Thank you. Yeah. I saw a video on that like this week because phones don't do this anymore. This is from the... uh, I mean, I'm sure... But we are from the... Yeah, we're definitely not for this. Exactly. And Um, I'm always get happy when I see a little rotary dial. I think I posted on my social media one day. I was downtown... And walking around um, and came upon a, a phone, a you know, phone booth kind of. And I was like, what? There's still these here. And I like took a selfie. It was great. My question is, how do you tell the difference between I'm on my phone and like, oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> well, if, you have your, if you're of that generation, that's not what that is. Yeah, that's what <laughs> That's like 60 and 70 year old. Oh, you're so wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who are listening, you know, we're like putting our hand to our ear, to oh, our yeah. cheek and our chin and uh, just kind of like cradling the left or right side of our face with our... My apologies to the listeners on the uh, audio version. Yeah, I was doing the thing that uh, Gen Xers and baby boomers can do with... Uh, you, you take your pinky and your thumb and you make like an old receiver. On it's like phone. a hang loose sign, but then you put it up yeah. to your ear and your mouth. And that's like call me or I was on the phone or whatever. Yeah. And kids don't do that anymore because they've never had that. Um, so the jumping off point um, that you wanted to discuss was um, some of the other, we, we talked, we had an episode a few episodes ago about um, sort of explaining what the vortex is, which is a big term that Abraham uses pretty regularly. You wanted to talk about um, point of attraction. Point. So the, yes, point of attraction. So one of the terminology that they use is point of attraction. And so we want to, Colin and I don't really use that term very much. However, it kind of does go into um, what we do talk about is like what we focus on, you know, we draw more of that to us. And so we wanted to talk about that because then we're doing like, so at, Anytime we focus on anything for 17 seconds or longer, law of attraction 
kicks in and gives us more of whatever we're focusing, talking, or thinking about. And so, and the more we do that, so like 68 seconds, um, then it's like full blown, then more thoughts that like it come in. And so I remember I was telling you, Colin, like, um, several years ago when I was doing a lot of Abraham Hicks and learning and practicing, I was like, I had something negative to tell my friend we were meeting and I'm like, okay, I have 17, less than six, I have 16 seconds to tell you this story. And if I can't complete it in 16 seconds, then I need to stop. And I start to like bitch or whatever. And I barely, whatever what I was going to talk about came out of my mouth. And the six, I set my timer, 16 seconds were up and I was like, shit. And then I just never, I didn't tell her. I was like, oh, well, and we just started talking about something else. Cause I didn't want to set that in motion and then have it create. I was really surprised how very little I can talk about in 16 seconds. Mm. Like if you ever time your story, it takes like a good two or three minutes to get into it. Yeah. And then you were talking about how, when I say, tell me something good, like that takes minutes. And so then already law of attraction is in and it's like more ideas come more thoughts, more memories of those things that feel good. Yeah. Abraham, uh, you know, over the years, if you listen to the, you know, watch the DVDs, read the books, uh, listen to the workshop audio that's on YouTube a lot, as I have. Um, one of the things I really love about her is she's always sort of coming up with new, uh, again, in one sense, just like us, like she says, she's been talking about the same thing since the 1990s. Um, you know, we, we essentially are talking about the same thing every episode, over but, and over like, again, yeah. but we cover different parts of it or we come at it from different angles. And for me, that helps me uh, continue to learn and continue to practice the mental practices I need to like remember the, the law of attraction, remember the art of allowing. Because all of this is practice. This is yeah. practice. Every morning, yeah. hitting the reset button. Let me do that yeah. again. But she, one of the things that she introduced a while ago, uh, years ago, is this thing called rampages, which when she does them, what she does is she just talks for at least 68 seconds, but sometimes it's even longer. Oh, it's like yeah. two or three minutes. Definitely. And she'll just, it's like a stream of positive, you know, individual positive thoughts. And, um, you know, one of them, one of them that I have on my, I think I've saved the audio on my phone to listen to from time to time. is like, she's just like, it's, it's a morning rampage when you wake up and you say, I love myself. I love my life. I love the world that I live in. I love my friends. I love my family. And then she, then it escalates, um, you know, and she's like, I love the country I live in. I love the world. I love my government. I love, like, all, she gets into some of these things that most people don't love, you know, but yeah, yeah. it's just like, um, but the thing is, it's, it's all, it's so positive. And for me, what I was saying in the friend time before the episode was it does two things for me. One, it, if I'm in a negative space or I'm just like in a neutral space, it makes sure that I'm in a positive space. Like it sort of flips the dial over to like, oh yeah, let's, let's look at gratitude today. Let's look at appreciation. Let's look at like what's going awesome and what I'm looking forward to and what I'm excited about. Let's not, you know, revisit. You're, you're leaning stuff. into that better feeling place, right? Right. Because exactly. some people are like, oh, positive. I don't want to be all positive. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, well, let's just go for that better feeling thought, that yeah. better feeling emotion. So it either feels good or it doesn't. Yeah. But also the rampage, like built, like you say, it builds momentum. Like I get, I start feeling strong, positive emotions. Like I start feeling 
excitement. I start feeling good about myself. I start feeling happy. I start feeling, you know, wonder and curiosity and all this, all this sort of stuff. And so like by the end of one of those rampages, I'm typically like physically feeling the emotions that are good feelings. And so again, we always talk about like, so the benefit of that is like, well, okay, so now you feel good. Like that's, that's the whole point of life basically. Yeah. Well, but also that's why I be... want anything is because I think I'll feel right. better having it. Like she says right. it all the time. I love that. It's so true. I'm like, oh, I can feel good now. I don't have to have that thing. But also it will just being in good emotions means your, your point of vibration is higher and you pre-paving you attract Abraham. more. Yeah. It's, I like to call it, it, well, she calls it and I love to say it pre-paving. Like I'm pre-paving a future moment. Like if I'm feeling good now, me... then I'm going to feel better an hour from now if I keep doing this. Yeah. It's just going to, the momentum's building and it's just going to keep going. Just like it does in the opposite. If I stub my toe, I'm angry or whatever. If I keep that going an hour later, I'm still going to be pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be a happy camper at all. I love that part. Of, I think it's in the secret where um, they sort of do a visual of that, of a person waking up in the morning, stubbing their toe and then yes. yeah. ha ha sort of maintaining the negative attitude. And then all mm. these sort of bad things that like she spills coffee on herself and she gets stuck yeah. in traffic and, yeah. and you can sort of, he I don't know if they actually do an audio, but like for me, I could actually see like on a day that I would do that. Like I'm, I've, there are all these thoughts that I've learned from like, my family when I was growing up or my community or the media or whatever, like, well, and they're habitual. Oh, well, of course that would happen. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm just having the, this is just going to be one of those. That's one, that's one I hate. I really, I shouldn't hate things, but when people say, Oh, it's just one of those days to me, that's like a blanket statement. Like, <laughs> Oh, universe, please give me a whole day filled with negative yeah. experiences so I can get into my like crankiness yeah. about it. And, um, but then they show the opposite where, she still gets out of bed. She still stubs her toe, but then she's just like, eh, I stubbed my toe, whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. And like, she goes to the bathroom oh, no, and she's- kisses, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, she goes to the bathroom and she's out of toothpaste and she can't brush her teeth. And she's like, eh, I gotta buy some toothpaste. All right. And then she goes and has a, an amazing day. Like somebody gives her flowers randomly and like mm. all this stuff. And mm. I mean, that's a fictional representation yeah, but I mean yeah. it's really like you can try that and and observe it and it really well, and I think we've had those experience right, right. we've all had yeah. those experience to some degree I yeah can remember those things like I can think of it as you're saying it well and even if I can't wake up in the morning and be like oh I love this or I love that I remember mm -hmm. practicing this from um somebody's book I think it was Rhonda Burns book um it's up there somewhere on my bookshelf but the it was power. the magic i think in magic. Like 28 yeah. days and one of the days because it was a different practice each day and one of the days was um being thankful so as soon as you mm -hmm. i open my eyes being thankful and, and it'd be like oh i'm thankful for my pillow i'm thankful for my comfy bed i'm thankful that i slept really well i'm thankful that i'm awake i'm alive mm -hmm. and then oh i'm thankful for my view i'm thankful for these sheets and and, and i remember she was like be thankful for everything you touch and do as soon as you wake up let me tell you, I just barely made it into the kitchen and I'd said like a hundred thank yous. And I'm like, okay, I'm done with this one. Mm. But we can, you know, sometimes I'm kind of, for me right now, I'm tired of the tell me something good. I'll, I'll do that with myself. And, and instead mm -hmm. I'll be like, what am I thankful for? Mm. And then I'll, you know, get into that. And that helps me um, get into that. I think, you know, it's interesting you bring that up. I was just thinking earlier, like 
it would be good for somebody to create a glossary of like Abraham terms. Cause I was thinking there's all these that like we've come up with like five. There's also like uh, the high flying disc segment. Uh, what does she call it? Segment. Segment intending. Segment intending. intending. Yeah. Um, that so was powerful. Can... I use that. I was talking to you about that in front time. I use Well, that. the thing about segment intending, which just to briefly describe it, it means like you're, you, you pause before a particular part of your day, usually like an activity, like I'm going to drive to work or I'm going to have a meeting or I'm going to spend time with my children or something like that. And you just say to yourself, okay, what is my intention for this segment of my day, this part of my day, mm -hmm. you know, so for the drive to work, you know, um, uh, I intend that this is going to be a peaceful drive where I'm going to feel, uh, you know, I'm going to feel happy. I'm going to feel appreciative. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to, uh, encounter intend. only positive drivers, yeah. you know, any, nice. any negative drivers are going to, or I, I intend to enjoy my drive. I intend to arrive safely. I intend yeah. to enjoy the drive. I intend to think thoughts that feel good while I'm driving. I yeah. intend to interact with other drivers who are in a good feeling space too, you know, whatever. I, the, yeah. the word I intend is very powerful more powerful than the word mm. I want and or I need. I don't remember the whole meaning behind it. I use it a lot. I was going somewhere last night and I said it um, as I was driving over and I said, I intend, and I went on and on about how I want the evening to go. Mm. And I was, I was leaving that um, little get together. I was driving home and I was like, oh shit, like everything I said happened. Well, wow. for me, I think, um... The difference between those two words, because in Royce um, Christian's book on scripting, which I've talked oh, about yes. way back at the beginning uh -huh. of season one, mm -hmm. um, that I use, part of that technique is um, he does it in the morning. I do it at night before I go to bed. But it's you write what you want on one side. You open the notebook so it's like this, and then you write what you want on the left side. And then you, and you write it as I want, da, da, da. Mm -hmm. and then on the other side, you write, I intend. And mm -hmm. I was curious about that. It's like, well, you know, like, cause mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, intend has more weight to it or something. And yeah. for me, I think it's Powerful. just sort of like, I want starts from just me, which is where most of us start. Like, you know, like that's when we want something, it comes from just us, mm -hmm. but I intend for me means i'm working with the universe i'm going to work with the universe and as as abraham says a lot I like, like that, that is i'm going to cooperate with the power that creates worlds and do my part to kind of and for me it's almost like that's what i'm saying i'm instead of trying to force it from my want or desire or it's I'm just singular to, right it's me yeah. i have to figure it out or right. how is it going to happen i want this but i don't know i don't have all yeah. the information i don't have i can't yeah. do it on my own kind of a thing but i'm yeah. going to allow it with the help of the universe i and, intend is more like yeah. alignment this is my desire this is my intention and then being yeah. oh it's it's ease and flow i just yeah. realized that like i intend is like ease flow and then letting go it's like i always yeah. tell people set your intention whatever it is i intend da, 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 and then just let it go and don't even yeah. think about it and just go about your day but also and and do your best to feel as good as you can as often as you can for as long as you can and perfectly imperfect like we're not always happy joy that's not 
how yeah. humans live. But that's what helps me remember that because when I need to identify what it is that I want for the upcoming day or week or whatever, yeah. it is helpful for me to just write, I want, I want, because it does yeah. sort of feel like a list in my brain. Mm -hmm. When I write, I intend, that reminds me the, the thing that I think I forget the most, which is in this whole game, which is mm -hmm. I like it, that I don't have to effort, mm, you know, yeah. there may be inspired action that I'm required to do, but my intuition will let me know about that. I don't have to effort it. I don't have to right. force it. And the universe can bring it like that. I know, isn't it great? No idea how, you know, we've, we've talked on other episodes about like, you got, yeah. it's really good if you can let go of the how, and that's the problem. If I stay in, I want what my brain naturally does next is go, well, then it's totally up to you. How are you going to control this into happening? Or it's, it goes into, I got to figure it out mode. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now we're and like, we're in like salt problem solving mode. How right. do we make this happen? And it's like, exactly. it's not my job. I can't even figure out. There's like, we talked about this before. It's like the universe is like this abundant kitchen filled with every ingredient and endless mm -hmm. supply. And I get to pick and choose. Mm -hmm. um, but the universe, because, you know, God's spirit, all that is, knows everything at every moment, knows the vibration of everyone and can put us, you know, at, into alignment. Like I, I love how... They say, like, if you're in a better feeling, like, if I'm in a better feeling place, I could be walking down the street, happy joy, you know, da -da, appreciation or whatever, and there could be something horrible going on, and I'm, it's not even a come in my atmosphere, because my energy is all the way up here, and that energy is, like, in a lower vibration, so we cannot, we cannot come into each other's sphere. I may see right. you at a distance, but it's not even, and then someone who's in a, you know, not feeling so good, you know, whatever's going, they could run right into it or they're fearful mm -hmm. of it and thinking about it. I don't want it. I don't want it. But because I'm practicing the energy of it, I draw it to me from, you know, the law of attraction. Yeah. And I think we, we mentioned gratitude earlier and I think, um, you know, cause we've, we've talked about the psychological phenomenons of like the negativity bias and the spotlight effect, which you know, long story short, like our brains from evolution were designed to help us survive. So they're looking, our brains are wired to look for problems, look for danger, look for threats and like solve the problem, defeat the threat, run from the threat, whatever. So we are kind of like that there's, it's almost in a weird way going against, I wouldn't say our nature, but like that part of our nature to think positively from and a long that, time ago we have evolved yeah. and it's like let's move beyond people but the thing is is that that impulse also does sometimes yield good things like it's sort oh, of absolutely. how we use it yeah like problem solving can can bring good things into the world it's just how we choose to focus on it and that sort of thing but i think the thing that gratitude does for me gratitude and appreciation does for me because that sort of, um, you know, if I think of that part of my brain as like a lighthouse that's like, or a searchlight that's like searching for problems and danger, yeah, yeah. it is in a weird way in the present. It can go back into the past, but it's, it's like a present thing that's like, where's the danger? Where's the problem? It's, and it, what it doesn't account for, and this is the whole like people in culture talk about first world problems or, or that sort yeah, of thing. Like yeah. one of my favorite stories is from 
some radio show that a friend of mine heard where this woman called in and said, you know, the the largest size of coffee that Starbucks makes won't fit in the cup holder of either one of my Porsches. You know, what do I do about this problem? You know? And the reason, and it's easy to make fun of that, but yeah. the thing is, is like, if a, if a lot of your life is really amazing, like you have plenty of money, you have a gorgeous right. house, yeah. you have plenty of friends, your family's all doing healthy, like your brain, that part of your brain is still going to search for problems. So it's like, yeah, right. the Starbucks cup doesn't fit in the yeah. cup holders yeah. of either one of our Porsches. What yeah. are we going to do about that? But the way, the way that one of the most important ways for me to get out of that is gratitude and appreciation, because what gratitude and appreciation does is it forces me to look backward a little bit, mm-hmm. because even, even if I'm saying, well, I'm grateful for this apartment yeah. for me, it's like, oh, I remember getting this apartment and how fortunate I felt. And I, and I, right. you know, I remember the memories of, you know, how great it is that I live here and all the things yeah. that I get to and enjoy. How happy you were place. that you had found it. Yeah. yeah. And for me, that switches from that searchlight for danger over to, oh yeah, there's no, there's no real danger right here. <laughs> you know, like I'm safe yeah. well, <laughs> and I can too, enjoy I, my life. I think too, like, you know, like even last night I was like, oh, I'm not going to walk three blocks by myself. It was really late and what have you. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, what was it? About? Oh, oh I asked someone to escort, escort me to my car. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's using that logical brain, like, okay, this, you know, looking at the scenarios, what could possibly, and then doing what's for my highest good. Yeah. And I felt like I did where I could have been like, oh, no, it's fine. I was like, let's not be ignorant here. Like, let's be safe. Well, that's and so that's the other thing, too, is like, please yeah. use better judgment, good judgment for your situation, whatever it may be. And be aware, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not I heard this phrase a dark alley by myself late at night or whatever. It's like, use common sense always, please. But, it, you know, that's an interesting point because. I heard this phrase a long time ago that's always been very helpful for me, which is trust God, but tie your horse to a tree. <laughs> I've never I'm, heard that. I like I'm that. assuming from many years ago when we were using horses rather than yes. uh, you know cars. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what you're talking about there is that there is, because when people ask, you know, like the people that are skeptic about the law of attraction and everything, I understand, you know, uh, because they're like, oh, well, I just sit and meditate on like happiness and I'm going to be happy. <laughs> But it's like the challenge, one of the challenges with it is if you have a deep-seated belief, even if you just try to randomly practice the law of attraction, you're probably not going to defeat that long-standing belief. Well, so we're not practicing law of attraction because law of attraction. Well, is practicing is, the art of allowing, sorry. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Working with the law of attraction. There you go. No, thank On you. That behalf. is. That's yeah. an important distinction. Well, and I um, think that's what happens for a lot of people. And, and the person you're thinking of right now, you know, just in general, that's what they think. And it's like, no, yeah. it's, it is just like the law it's of gravity. It time. exists. Yeah. Yeah. We just want to work in, in conjunction for our highest good and not work against yeah. ourselves. We want to work for ourselves. Right. So like an example would be like, most people believe that if they, if they're in a big city, for example, and they park their car in a shopping center or something, that they should lock the car or set an alarm because otherwise someone would break in, someone might break in and steal something. Right. So if you have that belief and it's very well ingrained in you, mm-hmm. 
and you decide to test Colin and Stephanie and what we talk about every week. <laughs> like, well, I'm gonna, all right, I live uh -oh. in I live in Chicago and I'm gonna go to the grocery store and I'm gonna park and I'm gonna leave my car unlocked and I'm gonna think about how it won't get broken into. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. And then they go in the store and they come out and everything they had on the bathroom <laughs> seat's gone. They ripped the radio out. Yeah. So, and I can see somebody going, see? Like that doesn't work. And what you don't understand about that is like, that's still you attracting it because you had that longstanding belief. You actually contradicted your own longstanding belief, which is I need to lock my car. Otherwise something bad can happen. So the thing is, if you have that belief operative and it's not an, an outlandish belief like that, and it's also not terribly harmful because you can lock your car every time you go, right? Yeah. So if you have, but if you have that belief, you need to lock your car because <laughs> even if you try in the moment to like think like, oh no, my car's safe, my car's safe. The reality probably will be is that you won't defeat that belief. The belief will be your point of attraction for that. But it, I do believe, yeah. and this is just a belief and I'm not gonna push it on anybody, but you know, if somebody's like really evolved and like, like Deepak Chopra comes to mind or something like that. Yeah, Wayne Dyer. Or Wayne Dyer or, or you know, maybe Esther on a good day, Esther <laughs> Hicks. Um, but if they can really maintain the vibration of like, my car is safe, I don't need to lock it. Yeah. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Happens they'll come time. out and it won't be broken into, right. but it's just like most of us need the sort of tire horse to a tree thing in those sort of situations. Yeah. It's not, the art of allowing is not some like carte blanche to like, just like do everything differently and hope <laughs> it all works out. It's it's <laughs> sort of like, you, you have to take it case by case. Yeah. But you know, belief by belief, yeah, moment by moment. We're all different, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. I remember years ago walking when I had my personal assistant business and I went with a customer and we were walking at the beach. And um, she was a very spiritual woman and she took off her flip flops and she set them over by the rocks or whatever. And we were going to go for a walk. And I remember thinking, <gasps> Like you're, you're gonna just leave your sandals there. Like you're gonna come back. Some they're gonna be gone. They're cute little sandals. Someone's gonna see them and take them. Yeah. And she goes, "No, I trust that they're gonna be there." And I was like, "Okay." Mm -hmm. And I took my sandals off and held them. And <laughs> I was like, "I'm not leaving mine there. Right. Take the chance of them being gone when I come back." And we went for a nice long walk, and we came back. She put on her sandals because they were still there because she trusted and believed yeah. that they'd be there. And it was like it was a really great example for me to be like, "Oh, oh wow." It is. Yeah. And ever since then, I remember practicing it for the first time. And I was, and I, of course, I kind of hid them, you know, by the rocks mm -hmm. or whatever. I didn't want them out in plain view. And it was just like, I'm going to be back for you. You better be there when I get back. And um, went for a nice long walk and came back and they were there. And I've mm -hmm. done it multiple times. I remember going with someone and doing it and they were like, kind of like I was the first yeah. time, like, you're going to leave your, you know, your shoes in. <laughs> like, yeah, they'll be there when I get back. And, um, and then finally, I think the second time I was with this person, they did it and it was, you know, always gone back. And so it's just those things, you know, like I have, at first I didn't have that belief and then I practiced it and then it, yeah, it's always, so it's, a, and it's different other, for everyone, right? That's yeah. I love that. Those two examples, you know, um, because that, that really shows like in the first example, like you still did, I don't want to say the right thing, but like. You, for me in the moment you acknowledged yeah. that you had a belief yeah that my and i didn't want to i was like no right. way. i love these sandals right 
Like that's, and the, the problem there is if you have that belief operative. If I would have let them, left them and then really was afraid they were going to be gone, I'd have came back. Her sandals would have been there. Mine may have not have been. <laughs> but the other, the other part to that is something that Wayne Dyer talked about um, sort of later in his life, which was interesting to me because he, um, you know, he said that he had a great, uh, just really good, solid, ingrained beliefs about his health. Like I'm healthy, I'm going to be healthy, everything's going to be fine. And then one time he had a heart attack and he was so pissed off, like <laughs> so pissed off the universe. Yeah, like yeah. I've had, I, you know, I've maintained my vibration. I know how this works. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't attract this, whatever. And then when he got to the hospital, there was somebody that he was in sharing the room with him who really needed to hear some of what he had to share. Like it really was like a life-changing experience for the other person. It chills up my legs. That's yeah. Awesome. And so then Wayne Dyer was like, oh, okay. Like, mm. even if the sandals are gone, yeah. you know, like even if yeah. your friend's sandals could have been gone, yeah. but she trusts not just that most times they're going to be there, but if they're gone, that that is the universe redistributing things. Like yeah. that's literally yeah. like maybe yeah. somebody, somebody else needed them more than was me. in poverty and needed yeah. footwear that day or what, or somebody was whatever, you know, or something I was ready to give them up and I wasn't like, it was time to yeah. let them go. And I was still hanging on. And so, yeah. yeah, the universe working on my behalf. There's another story, an artist who I followed for many years uh, before he died, um, Spalding Gray, who was kind of like a, he was like an avant-garde performance artist, but mainly what he settled into for his career was he would do these monologues um, in theaters around the country. And they're just stories of like a three month period of his life where all this crazy shit happened. Mm. And uh, in one of the most famous ones that got made into a movie called Swimming to Cambodia, he talks about he was making this, he had a small role in this movie uh, that was shooting uh, somewhere in Southeast Asia. Uh, I, um, I mean, the movie was about Cambodia, but I don't think they shot it in Cambodia. They shot it in Thailand or something. And um, he was going to go swimming um, with a friend and he realized, and they went down this beach and it's not, you know, there's nothing, they, it's just beach. <laughs> like there's nothing there. And he realized he had his wallet with him with like $2,000 or something like that in it. Mm -hmm. And his friend was like, yeah, just leave it on the beach. And he's like, I can't leave it on the beach. He's like, yeah. he's like, you need to experience the freedom of leaving that on the beach. Oh, and so he like, they went out swimming and it yeah. ended up with like, Spalding Gray swam out way too far and he like almost drowned and like caught, somehow recovered and like got back to shore. Yeah. And he just realized that he had completely let go of thinking about the money on the beach you know it was all about the experience of the beauty of the ocean and everything and his body swimming and then like saving his own life because yeah, he went out yeah. far by accident yeah, and all this yeah. stuff and like he had just become but it was like he talked about how he was so aware like when he put the money down yeah. how like his brain had attached like his part of him yeah to the money and he was scared of the money getting stolen because it was like part of him would get stolen but yeah. after the whole experience of swimming, he realized like, oh my God, that's something my brain made up. Wow. Like, I'm not, that money isn't part of me. It's, yeah. it's a possession, you know, yeah. it's a temporary possession, but it has nothing to do with 
me as a spirit moving through this human experience, you know? Yeah, so it makes me think story. of that too. Like if the sandals are gone, it doesn't mean the end of the world. It means Not you need to buy all. a new pair of sandals. Not at all, right, right. And it, you know, and again, you don't want to be, you know, somebody who loses their shoes every day and has to yeah. buy a new pair every day. But, <laughs> right. you know, but the, there is this sort of, we over, we over attach ourselves to objects, yeah, to you know, events, activities, you know, things like yeah. people, you know, sometimes. And it's really important to realize that we're a spirit on a human journey yeah. and, you know, Oh, Colin, I love that story. Thank you. That's great. Aww. It's a great movie if anybody wants to go watch it. Yeah. Swimming in Cambodia. Very well done. Yeah. All right. Well, we started out with like defining Abraham terms and we ended up with like a near drowning freedom experience in Thailand. But uh, we hope you enjoy our each episode. I mean, I sometimes we, yeah, we, we, like, we do this windy road. Sometimes we come back and other there times we're mean. like off head north and (laughs) east or west but it's all good all right um well stephanie if people want to find you on the interwebs www.powerinjoy p-o-w-e-r-i-n-j-o-y.com and i have a free 30 minute discovery session for you if you'd like to chat and see how we may help each other and if you want to get in touch with me, the best way right now is Instagram. You can follow me and DM me there. Um, it's at Colin, C-O-L-L-I-N, just like it's on the screen right here somewhere, right there. Um, <laughs> Colin underscore Daniels, D-A-N-I-E-L-S underscore Worcester, W-O-R-S-T-E-R. But we'll have more links uh, down in the description in on YouTube and on the podcast. So thank you so much for listening. If you listen to the audio version, thank you so much for watching. If you watched us on the Co-Creation Station YouTube channel, um, whatever the platform you're listening and watching on allows you to do for us, uh, write us a review, like us, subscribe to us, follow us, whatever it allows (laughs) you to do. Anything you do helps us and we're very grateful to you. So thank you. um, We wish you a wonderful week and we'll see you next time on Co-Creation Station. Bye y'all.